0: You are now tuned in to believe. Do you believe?
1: Welcome to another episode of Untapped Tag. I'm RJ Zimmerman, and I'm here with my brother in law, Monte Ball. Uh Ashley gave me a bunch of crap because I called you a young fella last episode. So uh how's it going there, young man? <laughs>
0: I'm good, man. Yeah, she <laughs> you did tell me that she, she went she, she was in you... <laughs> on me.
1: She's like, you don't talk like that. I'm like, no, I do when I'm trying to be funny. She goes, people don't <laughs> gave get you some that. Crap. I'm like
0: but they will the only way they will is if right. I keep doing it. Yeah, absolutely. I thought it was good. I mean, I think it's good to obviously showcase your personality. That's the that's the entire purpose. You know, of, of the podcast, a way to vent, a healthy way to vent, but also we got to show these people, you know, show everybody who we are. So um so forget yeah. that forget her, you know, forget her. This is what we're doing. So So it was that's all it. good. Yeah.
1: Until I walk upstairs and it's like, oh, yeah, you again. So,
0: (laughs) so what's up, man? So, what is going on, man? What's what, what the, what the heck's new, man? I mean, not much new going on outside. So, let's, let's, let's try to spice things up. What's, what's going on? Uh, let's see here.
1: What is new? Uh, my oldest has said the F word. Um, Oh.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And uh, it was my fault. <laughs> Give me the context of this. Please. Uh, the youngest decided <laughs> to grab a water bottle and I could just see, and it's got those little blue caps on the top that you mm-hmm. can twist off. Yeah. And I just knew, I knew he was going to get it off. And that's really easy to swallow. It's the really small right. ones. So I reach over and I grab the bottle. And as soon as I grabbed the bottle, the cap fell off. So, the only thing that I was worried about was getting the cap out of his mouth, dropped the water bottle, half full, on the floor, grab the cap out of his mouth. I looked down and I I let it come out. Mm-hmm. And then the oldest is like, oh, no, you made mess. <laughs> and then he's F-bomb, F-bomb. <laughs> made mess, F-bomb. <laughs> what was
0: was there's no way what was what was everyone's reaction I mean how do you not laugh
1: Uh, oh it was laughs it was no don't say that oh darn (laughs) it I can't believe that just happened (laughs) no there's no turning around it was just (laughs) laughing if he starts using it in regular speech then we have to turn around but (laughs)
0: I think, how does, you know, so does know. That's so funny to me. It's so funny to me because how, how does someone at that age just understand when to use that word? <laughs> I mean, he has, since
1: he's like, was one, a little after one, he started saying uh, shit. Mm-hmm. And more specifically, oh shit. I remember that. And yeah. he was saying it in the proper context.
0: I don't, that that
1: stuff is so funny to me. Like, how do they know when his, to like, use it? It was second sentence, and he's
0: using it correctly. That's impressive. It's almost like, how do you get mad at that? I, I, it's almost you a, can't. It's almost like, well, damn, good job, but don't I say know. that. But <laughs> well, you're a little too so smart for your. <laughs> he was, cli- he climbs stuff,
1: and he gets stuck, and that's when he'd use it. And mm-hmm. it kind of sounded like shoe. So I'm passing it off, like, oh, he's saying, oh, shoe. He's looking for a shoe and uh, my uh, really good friend's wife looks at me. No, I know what he's saying that <laughs> you can't hide that. And I'm like, yeah, you got me. You guys know me too well. <laughs> oh my gosh, man. That's the <laughs> but thing, man. I'm pretty sure that that came from your mom.
0: Oh yeah. We're going to sure. blame it on her for sure.
1: It was my mom. <laughs> mm. Oh, you're
0: talking about my mom, huh? <laughs> yes. Oh gosh. She swears like it freaking sailor and she doesn't she, she doesn't realize it either she doesn't no no she doesn't I remember growing up man, my mom would swear after yawning i'm like what are you swearing for after you yawn just go to sleep she'd be like <laughs> oh shit I'm like what exactly was this, what, what was that shit for because you're tired I'm like <laughs> like i know a lot of people do that actually they're like oh like leon real loud and like oh shit like i don't understand it but i remember yeah. when when my son, um, you know, at least your son, you know, now, well, he's younger, of course, he's saying the F word. I mean, my son just turned four, but last year he, I forgot where we went. We went somewhere and we walked in and he, uh, you know, didn't break stride, just kept walking and said, smells like hell in here. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you telling me that story. <laughs> I looked over at his mom and I was like, I'm sorry, What? <laughs> Like what? Three year old without breaking stride? Because you know, like when obviously when like young kids swear, you know they'll they'll stop and and put their hands over their mouth and like their eyes will get wide and they're staring right at you. Nope, when they he know just, it's a bad word. Yeah, yeah. He just didn't break stride. Kept walking ahead of us. Said it. Kept moving. It smells like hell in here. I'm like. I was like, hey, get back here. I was like, what did you just say? And I'm like trying not to laugh. So then his mom had to like get me out the way because I wasn't serious enough. <laughs>
1: I was like, I'm sorry.
0: I'm sorry. That's hilarious. So And the context too. Like they just know. They it know. Did smell. And it smelled. It, it 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 smelled bad in there. I think that's why I I would I couldn't not laugh because as I was trying to tell him, you know, you can't say that I started to really take notice of the smell and I was like, you know, well, damn, he's kind of right. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> it smells like hell in here, but but that's funny, man. Um, you know, the whole,
1: the whole kids thing. huh? Oh yeah. Good segue yeah. into the first topic this week. We're talking about parenting, hmm. you know, the, the ups and downs, trials and tribulations, how it yeah. has, uh, you know helped us in our sober journey and been challenging too because it is both for sure i don't think uh you know i i think that it would be selling it short if we said it was all positives right absolutely I mean, it's all unicorns and rainbows but <laughs> i
0: it's feel like not. if anybody yeah i feel like if any anywhere you if, I, <laughs> It's the most annoying thing when, yeah, obviously kids are a blessing, kids are, it's a remarkable feeling to be a parent. It's awesome, but it's extremely difficult. It's tough. It's stressful. Sometimes you hate it. Sometimes you love it, or mo- more times I should say you love it, but it's its its a grind. It's a grind, and it's its not supposed to be easy. You're yeah. literally raising a human being. You're There's shaping no, their mind. No instruction <laughs> book. I mean, yeah. you you can read all the books
1: on it, but- Every kid is so unique. Every person is unique.
0: Absolutely. You know. uh, So tell me, man, yeah, how did it, how did it shape? Well, that's a good question. Yeah, I was going to say, like, how did that shape your, you know, your mindset with, you know, with sobriety and everything? Didn't mean to kind of talk over you there, but I really wanted to shoot that question your way uh, uh, to kind of. Kind of see which, you know, see how that got started for you. See, see what your mindset was when you, you know, when you hopped on the sobriety train.
1: Well, um, you know, A- Ashley and I were still kind of going over the conversations about how big we wanted our family to be. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, when I went sober, it was before, it was before I even proposed to her, but I knew that, True. uh, I wanted to start my family with her and. Um, when I made the decision to start this journey, uh, I made it because I knew that it was one or the other and it wasn't going to be both.
0: Right.
1: Um, so when we had the oldest, well, actually it was before that, um, you know, when we finally decided to start trying for our kids, uh, obviously that can be stressful too. Mm-hmm. Um. And when she told me that she was pregnant, like, you know, I, I lost it. It was just pure joy. I started crying and uh, it was definitely a reaction she didn't expect from me. So I, uh, I've always kept my emotions close to, close to my chest until, you know, I'd, I'd get to that uh, enough alcohol in me that I'd just let it all out which is kind of what alcohol was for me, was an escape from mm-hmm. my emotions. Uh, so, have you know, the start, it's always tiring and everything. And honestly, when it was just one, there wasn't a lot of challenges. Like there was a little bit of patience testing, but not a lot. And it was just a lack of sleep that I, I got used to. Mm-hmm. I was on call anyway. I was taking trouble calls all the time. So it really was no big deal to wake up to him crying um the second one was a surprise uh we're still (laughs) debating on whether we were going to have a second my uh i wanted a second but i understood why we we were gonna wait longer the way it was but uh i i always said what if the first one ends up being a you know, a D-bag, you got to have a do-over just in case, right? <laughs> <laughs> the chances of both of them being bad are less. <laughs> so, uh, <Wow. laughs> that, you know, the second the second one, that just added a lot of stress. And then starting a business in there too. Mm-hmm. And I took a new position with a lot more responsibility in there. It was really tough uh, to not reach for a beer, and if I would have reached for a beer, it would have been about 12. Even though I hadn't drank in five years, it still would have ended up being probably more than that, to be honest. It probably oh, would have sure. been in the 20s.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. Us addicts, we don't understand the word moderation, you know?
1: And that's yes, not That's not
0: in our vocabulary.
1: Absolutely. And the, the first one I still, you know, when it was just him, I still had time. Um, It seemed like everything, because all your attention could be focused there, it wasn't split. So I still had time to... Uh, put them to bed and play video games, watch a movie, watch TV shows. It, it didn't feel like I lost time. Like we still went out to eat. We went on dates since we've had the second one. There's no time for anything, but those two. And that's both a blessing and a curse. Mm -hmm. Um, it's tough to, when you're alone, uh, to not feel guilty. um, like guilty that you're not there for your partner, guilty you're not there with your kids, um so it's tough to just sit back and relax and enjoy it sometimes, like at night, I can, but i'm I'm so tired at night that I don't get a lot of nights where I feel uh alert or awake enough that I can enjoy it um yeah, I think you know trying trying to put it into words, mm-hmm. It's, you know, with everything, hearing them both laugh together makes everything worth it. And that's pure joy. I mean, that's that's the rush. That's it, of course, man. man. But, you know, try, trying to focus both your energies and then the older one knows better, but he really doesn't because he's only, he's not even two and a half. So, you know, he wants to play the younger one now is crawling and he wants to do everything with his older brother. (laughs) You can tell that they love each other, but they both drive each other nuts. Um, yeah, it's just, you know, (laughs) it really, it really has been, uh, definitely a lot of stresses and I've had to find some outlets and, uh, you know, work is a little bit of an escape, but, uh, you know, that, that, brings with it stresses too right so uh yeah i've had to find different outlets that's that's for sure i've had to find a lot a lot different ways to de-stress and um be okay with being alone and trusting that my partner is doing the same thing and she's uh being able to de-stress and find ways to uh you know get get rid of everything and unwind a little bit because we're Mm -hmm. by two o'clock the next afternoon, especially right now with the quarantine, we're both going to be wound up just as tight. So if we can't find a way to let the Springs go a little bit at night, then one of us is going to end up snapping and getting mad at the other one. And that, you know, that that's tough too, to figure out. I mean, you know, being, hmm. (laughs) balancing everything is very tough
0: well yeah that's i mean that's life oh yeah i mean balance is something that is a ongoing you know skill that one must continue to craft um because uh you know it's something that you can never say that you're perfect at you know finding balance that ongoing pursuit um for balance um so yeah, man, so it sounds like for you it sounds like uh this podcast has been a good thing. Good thing for you obviously to to unwind, to let the springs kind of go and and uh to pour everything out in a very healthy way as opposed to you know being 24 cans deep and and uh and some beer. Oh yeah. Yeah, and you know, I've always wanted to make people
1: smile and I always wanted to uh you know, be there for people and like seeing their their face like when you you get through to them it's always been a really good feeling like coaching has been or you know different different ways friends that i've lived with Mm -hmm. um so hearing people's feedback on this show too has been uh a real joy it's been it's been been really great so yeah that's another thing that's been really awesome and i hope that you know we can help people too and uh you know i'm not complaining i'm just you know it is it's. we are told by a, a mom who had two kids similar ages apart that right now is the not, not enough time phase. There's not enough mm-hmm. time for each other. There's not enough time for yourselves, not enough time to do housework, not enough time for anything. And she said, be prepared because this is going to last for three years. And I'm like, wait, till the oldest one is three? She looked at me and laughed. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we got a little ways to go yet, but you do, yeah.
0: You most definitely do, man.
1: So, how about you? How, I mean, yeah, you know, you you have it a little bit different.
0: Yeah, but it's um, awesome though. Yeah, I I love how, like I said, this 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 podcast, man. We're we're able to tap into two different, uh, you know, different uh, demographics. Um, because like I said, you know, you come from, and this is exactly how we kind of posted it on our website too. You know, you kind of target the, you know, the family, the household, you know, the, you know, the, um, kind of the classic, the stereotypical, you know, father, mother, two kids in the house, um, demographic. And I'm kind of different. I'm kind of the bachelor, uh, with the son living in a different state, um, um, you know, kind of thing, but it's, but it's, but it's awesome though, man. It really, it really is, but it hasn't always been awesome. And and obviously you and my family have, have, you know, that being my parents and my sisters have witnessed it, you know, from day one, um, how difficult it's been, you know, for me to manage, you know, the fact that I live, you know, away from my child. Um, you know, it's it's difficult to talk about, but it's, but it's something that I do need to talk about, uh, um, you know, me and his mother, we have a, we actually have a pretty good relationship, uh, pretty good relationship. Uh, you know, some ends could be better. Uh, some things could be done better, but, uh, you know, we're still learning, you know, the both of us are still learning, of course, but we'd most definitely focus our energy and our attention on, on the health of our child. Um, but, uh, so for me, you know, I'm going on four years and, you know, my son will be four. So, you know, doing the math there, you know, a lot of people, you know already know that he you know was a big reason why um I decided to be you know become sober also you know throughout therapy I realized I have to do it for myself of course but uh my son you know helped me helped me to kind of get up on that um train or whatever and, and he was and the catalyst this, I absolutely, think absolutely absolutely to pursue this journey but you know for me um it was you know, the first time I, you know, held my son, you know, in my arms, um, you know, honestly, that changed my life forever, as it would, I believe, for for most people. It's, it's you know, as soon as that happened, it was, you know, you, you know, I'm no longer, um, you know, just doing things for myself. I will always have somebody reliant or relying, I should say, on, you know, what I do. Um, and that, that really hit home for me is, is because I'm no longer just doing things, like I said, for myself. Um, so that really hit me and really changed the way I started to look at things. Um, and kind of told myself that I have to really start doing things the right way. I got to start taking care of myself. I got to start, you know, becoming a man and and most importantly, you know, an, an adult, um, and a parent. Um, so you know, like I said, my son lives, you know, 900 miles away. Um, but I FaceTime him all the time. I visit when I can, she brings him here when she can, um, uh, when she, when she's able to, um, and, you know, we most definitely continue to focus our attentions on him, but it, but it's been tough. You know, I'm going to be honest. It's, it's, it's not easy, you know, living, you know, away from your child. Um, but I'm a big believer in, you know, this too shall pass. Um, you know, maybe I'll end up moving back to Colorado, who knows. Um, but uh, you know, for me it's really good to to kind of get this all out on the podcast because I'm 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 a proud father. Um I, I miss my son, love my son to death, and uh you know, I just want for him to be proud of me for you know what I'm doing now as opposed to, you know, not only just you know, what I did on the football field. Um, so that's, you know, something that I'm most definitely working for. I'm in pursuit for that. Uh, just to set a really good example for him. Um, and again, like I said, my story is completely different than <laughs> than yours, but I'm kind of tapping into the demographic of, you know, the people out there who may live away from their child, who's obviously wanting to stay sober. Um, you know, I'm talking directly to you here as I get it, you know, it, it's some days are tough. And those days that are tough, it would be so much easier if you could just go home and hug your child, um, or go home and actually see the reasons why, you know, one of the you know main big reasons why you're going to continue doing, you know, the right things for your body and for your family. Um, you know, but at times, yeah, I, I just want to go to the bar, you know, order, order a drink and, uh, and kinda of just wash it all away, but but um uh, you know, having this podcast, having you, RJ man, has been extremely helpful. And I may have been all over the place here explaining this. It's it's not no, easy for me I to talk about, been, but no. <laughs> I think you've been really good. I mean Yeah, it's uh IA <laughs> stuff. I can't
1: imagine being in your shoes. Uh I don't know if I'd it's, be as strong as you are.
0: Um that's yeah, one my thing son's birthday.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm sorry, good. No, you go ahead. Yeah, man, I like I said, I'm all over the place right now trying to gather my thoughts and my feelings right now. But, uh, you know, I just, you know, my son's birthday was just about a week and a half ago. And I had to miss that because, you know, I didn't want to get on a plane and, and possibly because of the catch, course. you know, COVID. Yeah. And, and maybe infect him with it if I pass it along or, or if I even caught it or anything like that. So it was tough to miss my son's fourth birthday. But, you know, I got to stay strong, man. I got to stay strong. Uh, for him Um, so again yeah I don't want this to be a Debbie Downer kind of conversation but uh, everyone's going through their own battles absolutely and you know that's something that we can always tie back to too I know our stories are
1: different uh, methods are different but we always come back to kind of the same thing where it's we're relatable because it's not you know trying to raise them to be better people than what we are yeah, and you know one thing that caught me when you were talking was you, you know, you want him to be proud of you, the person, mm-hmm. and not just yeah. the athlete. Um, yeah, I think that you know that's really noble and something as a parent that I've no i I've come to terms with too is I want I want my kids to be proud of me as I am, not necessarily right. for who I've been. Um, But I also want them to know that I'm not perfect. I I am a a flawed figure and I may be dad and I may be uh, on a pet. They might put me on a pedestal, but I want them to know that I don't deserve to be on that pedestal that I'm going to stand right next to them no matter what. Exactly. And uh, if you, you know, because when you put people on a pedestal, it leads to nothing but disappointment. Hmm. And I think that that's important for
0: me to pass on to my sons. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And that's kind of, you know, what I, what I think too, is when I say proud and you know, I want my son to be proud of me. It's, it's not as if I, you know, it's all about me and I want my son to just look up to me. No, I kind of want, you know, for my son to, to see, who I am, you know, without my football gear on and then try to be better. Yep. You know, yeah, try to be better. Absolutely. Than me. Absolutely. Um, that's, that's kind of what I'm, I'm, I cannot wait to see. Um, I, there, there's honestly, there, there can't be a better feeling.
1: Yeah. Um, and that's why I don't want to, you know, I feel like I'm not, I'm not, I don't I'm not blaming anything, but, um, You know, my dad has been sober for, God, 20 plus years, and Mm -hmm. we've never talked about it. Um, Growing up, my family never taught. We never really talked about feelings. We never talked about, um, we never really got deep, right? We have a lot of fun, Mm -hmm. but when it comes to deep conversations- usually when emotions start to run, it turns to anger with my family. So we never really got into it. And part of that is, uh, when we get into it, we kind of take everything personal. So that leads it to whether we mean it to be or not, but it kind of seems like we're being insulting to each other. Right. right. Um, I, don't want to pass it on to my kids, but and I want to explain to them why, you know, I had this influence in my life. I had this this weakness, this um, this flaw that I overindulge, and they're probably going to be susceptible to it too. But right. unless they're careful, and I I want to be open about it. I want to tell them, you know, I want to be there for you know not trying to sugarcoat anything just to tell them you know this is how it was this is you know you're probably going to have something like this like I want to be able to talk about it and have that conversation and I don't I don't think what my parents did was bad I'm not saying anything like that I'm just saying that's how it was and uh, that's just something that I want to change from my parenting style
0: Exactly. which is I mean that's just how you know that's an awesome thing it's awesome thing that you're able to notice it, you know what I mean and and want better for your child and that just helps with you know generational wealth um you yeah. know obviously wealth not always just being about cash flow um assets et cetera I think you know it's it's you know um you know mental health mental health is you know plays heavily into generational wealth, and I think that's awesome man and and that's why I think, man, this, this, um, I was excited to start this podcast with you. And I think we're heading in the right direction. And, and definitely. I'm loving it. It's definitely, it's making me feel better. Oh, yeah. Get, and I'm that stuff off my chest. And, you know, it's but, having a safe space, really. Oh, it is.
1: Talk, having these deep conversations, it's, uh, you know, it's really nice. And then going into, light stuff later too but uh, I don't know too (laughs) many places where you can have conversations like this and you know the big thing like I think right now with parenting is understanding that there is no playbook Hmm. there's you know there's no perfect move period I look back at the way my parents did things and I'm like I get it 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 makes sense why they did it the way they did it but I'm gonna do it a little bit different but I'm gonna yeah, do it a little different just because that's me. I have a little bit more patience because I was a little older when my than when my parents had me. Exactly. Um you know, they and then I'm I don't think they did anything wrong. They didn't. And I'm not saying they did anything wrong. I wanna make sure that I'm putting that out there too. I'm just saying I'm <laughs> different.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, they get they'll they'll if your parents listen to this, they'll they'll know that you that that. You know, they raised you the right way. And that's the thing, man. Times are different. Times were so much different back then than they are now. I mean, I mean, let's just go ahead and put it out there. I mean, kids got, you know, whooped back then. Nowadays, it's not really an, a, a, you know, an acceptable thing. And, um, and it's kind of one of those things like, wow, I cannot believe that, you know, that happened back then. But it's just times are different. Um, times are different. You know, we're, everybody's just growing, you know. It's, it's. That's just how it is. That's how it is, and I can't wait for. And then mental health too is is exactly a key
1: to it too. Like, uh, you know, I I was diagnosed with ADHD uh, Mm -hmm. a few months ago, and I don't think I always had it. I just think it's become worse. Um, and then with all the stress, it made it way worse, and was affecting my job. Um, it wasn't just affecting my job. I missed uh, two of my kids' doctor appointments. I didn't miss them, but I was really late for them because mm-hmm. I couldn't manage my time. So, uh, you know, just just being able to get medication to help with that um, right. has been a big help too. And that's something that wasn't accepted, you know, back. And I mean, even 10 years ago, it wasn't really accepted like it is now. Just getting... Getting help, you know, being being mentally there as well as physically there is so huge. Because your kids know when you're
0: there and when you're not. Of course. Of course. When you're attentive. Yeah, of course, man. And I think it's, like you said, it's creating a safe space to get that off our chest, man, is a good thing. And that's why I'm like, we I, we love, you know, to answer some questions, you know, from our listeners and stuff like that. Because I think... You know, my goal, you know, I think, you know, it's actually our goal of Untapped Gag is to really create this massive platform for people to, you know, to have a healthy outlet. Um, Have a healthy outlet because times are difficult right now. I mean, we're looking at 17, I think it was 17 million Americans are unemployed. Um,
1: Uh, It's unreal.
0: Yeah, I don't think that number is going to slow down anytime soon.
1: And what was it, 40%? Of those or more are under 35. Oh, my goodness. I did not see that. Um, want, one thing that I saw was uh, millennials, which is you and me. Mm-hmm. Uh, our teenage years were defined by a domestic terrorist attack and a, a war that's still ongoing. Yep. Yep. Um, our college years were defined by the worst economic collapse since uh, Absolutely. the Great Depression. Yep. And a, now in our 30s, we, it's defined by the worst pandemic since uh, the 19-teens in over 100 yeah. years. Uh, yeah, we've, you know, we're
0: not that we're old, but we're living
1: through some stuff. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we are, and we're still we, extremely
1: young too, so. And we're going to have to and put the world back piece <laughs> by piece. I mean, it's just, uh, it's going to be on our generation to make it better.
0: It is. It is. And I'm looking forward to it. I really, really am. And I think, you know, the first thing that I'm going to do, you know, taking care of my own mental health uh, is, you know, man, there's one thing on my bucket list, man. One thing on my bucket list that I I need to I need to do before I'm in the ground. Um, And kind of wanted to share this with you. Um, you know, I got two. I got three things on my bucket list. You know, you know, skydive. You know, the stereotypical skydive, and then number two, I think is can't remember what number two or whatever. The one that I want to mention is you already know what it is. I think I've told you so many times is to rent an RV and just drive. I want to go from just coast to the other coast. You know what I'm saying? And just drive, man. I got to do that. Got to do it. That uh, know how long we- <laughs> yeah, you know, you you
1: may want to get on that because with where gas prices is, you're not going to find <laughs> a cheaper time to do
0: it than in so the next true. few weeks. <laughs> so true, man. I don't know why I've always wanted to do that. I just want you know, go from just San Fran to just Raleigh, you know, North Carolina. If I even pronounce is that, that on correctly. the is that on
1: the coast? I don't even know.
0: It, probably not, but you, you get the picture. I, I know, just want I hear ya. you. I just want to. Maybe rhymes, I'll go right. south. Yeah, yeah, right. San Fran to Miami. You know what I mean? Which will take forever, but
1: yeah, I mean that's just go. The that's the thing about America is there's so many different beautiful sites across this country. So like natural beauty yeah just you know the different cultures you can experience just driving i mean i get it romanticizing that 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 makes sense to me i that's actually what my parents want to do when they retire so that's kind of that's kind of funny that that's on your bucket list because that's it is man that is what they want to do uh and i think it's years
0: yeah and i think i get that the feeling or i think i'm comfortable you know with being in the car for so long because you know you know, Ashley and I, um, you know, growing up, we would always drive from the St. Louis area to, to, uh, make first in Kansas, uh, all the time, you know, being from Kansas or well, excuse me, where I was being you know, born in Kansas family, still living there. We would always drive straight West and it was a six hour drive. Like okay. it was nothing. Yeah. You know, we would always do that. And we drove to Florida, you know, Orlando, you know, a few times. Uh, so it was, you know, I just love, I love car rides. I do. My, uh, my
1: family too, whenever we went on vacations, when I was a kid, we drove as well. And our closest family was seven hours from where I grew up. So it was the same thing. Jeez. And usually yeah. when we went to go visit grandpa, you know, that was, that was the trip. And we, you know, once he, Twice, three times a year, it'd be that long trip one way. Uh, We've been to Kansas City. We drove all the way to San Antonio, Texas. Mm Kind of the same thing. We went to Tennessee. Uh, When I was in college over spring break, actually, my dad, brother, and I took a road trip out to Washington, D.C. And we stopped in uh, Canton, Ohio, visited the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. And then we went to Gettysburg. And we spent a couple days in Gettysburg. Nice. And then we went to DC and spent a few days in DC, and that was that was awesome. So just like that little trip, I mean, doing something like that in an RV and then going all the way to the West Coast, that would be unbelievable. That be you'd have so many memories,
0: so many no, different things to do. I want to go to the. So we we got to get back to Canton. I got. I, I, I'm like a lifetime member or access whatever just for me and uh playing in the nfl so we got we got to go back there um take a trip there but i want to I think go to they DC renovated
1: now. it since i've been
0: there so it'd be way did different they?
1: i'm pretty nice. sure they did
0: nice when did you when did you go when was that oh boy uh oh i went in eight okay so then i must have seen the, yeah so i i i went in uh yeah 2013, um, right before the draft, um, some rookie thingy or whatever. Um, oh, that's where they had uh, yeah, the, like, rookie, a, the symposium. rookie symposium. Yeah, that's right. That's right.
1: Yep. That's um, a small town to bring all those
0: rookies into. Right. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. But I really want to go to DC, though. So I'm kind of jealous about that. I, I really want to go to the, the uh, Smithsonian. The well, which museums. one? There's 13 of them. Right. <laughs> right um i actually don't know which one i really want to go see the african-american one um, yeah the aaron
1: space one is really really cool uh i went there in eighth grade and i went there we went to there again when i went on with my dad and my brother and both times like that that is one of the coolest museums i've ever been in uh, I heard they
0: said they said like you can't walk through the whole thing or something like that in like y- a day or like- <laughs> you
1: could spend I want to say I know I can't remember they they said if you spend 10 minutes in an exhibit for like so many years to do it unreal that's that's how big they are so uh, yeah you really have to pick and choose to get through them Jeez. but like the Holocaust Museum is there um, you know it's that's a really, uh, it's really gut wrenching. And right. Uh, if, if you don't cry a little bit, then you're lying to yourself going through it. But I would recommend that as well. As sad as it is and as somber, there's really some hopeful messages there, especially at the end um, when you're leaving. They don't let you leave, you know, just uh all down and somber and everything, you know, there's there's a message of hope. Um and then uh what was that other one? Well the monuments. So when I went in eighth grade, they're still constructing the World War II Memorial. Okay. And when we when I went out there last time the World War II Memorial was built. That was breathtaking. They did such an amazing job in that memorial. I mean, it's the, there might be a newer one now, but it's the newest of like the big memorials. And, uh, I think that for sure that one's my favorite. That
0: was, that was really cool.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I got to get out there. I mean, I, I've, I've always, you know, for the last like six, six, seven years, I keep saying, I want to get to DC. I want to get to DC. And, uh, and I know Ashley went out there during that, uh, that woman's March, Yep. Um, yep. They were wait, only out there you, for
1: like two days, I
0: think. Uh, that's right. That's right. So I must definitely, definitely gotta do that. So what's what's on what's on your bucket list, man? What's what's one thing? One, you know. So,
1: you know, I got a couple things, but something that's kind of on the same vein um, that jarred my memory when you were talking about uh, your trip. I want to take a trip to different baseball parks and watch major <laughs> league games at them. Nice. So, uh, I've been to Miller Park and that's the only major league baseball I have seen is that Miller you Park. You haven't been to you haven't been to Bush Stadium? I haven't been to Busch Stadium. I haven't been to Wrigley. Um what? I really want to go to Wrigley. I've I've tried to go like four times now and Actually every time something you, happens.
0: Ashley it, hasn't taken you to Bush Stadium. As many times have you been to St. Louis with this? Okay, we only went to the arch once. Um, You're not missing much there. I mean, you know, no. Yeah, but I'm just saying that area, right? Uh, Yeah, Bush Stadium's. Oh my goodness!
1: But you really think she's gonna take me to a baseball game?
0: Right. She ain't gonna waste her time. Right. It's you gotta get to in her mind. You gotta take. You gotta take the whole family, man, and get to get to Bush Stadium. I've never been to Wrigley Field, but obviously, you know that's historic. Yep. Um, That's like Lambeau Field. That's a right you know, a rite of passage
1: almost. I mean, I've uh, been, I want to go to Fenway area. for okay. sure. But I think Fenway. Yeah. I just, I really, I heard Pittsburgh stadium is like one of the coolest stadiums in any professional sport. Is that the one with the, the
0: big green monster or what? That's, it, it F- that's big- Fenway. Oh, is that, that's, that's in Boston.
1: Okay. Gotcha. That's the green monster
0: out in the field.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, so like uh, PNC Park in Pittsburgh is supposed to be, yeah, one of the best professional stadiums in any sport.
0: I mean, I feel like you got a good chance of doing it. I mean, because, I mean, they play a thousand games a season, <laughs> it seems like. So, I mean, you can, you <laughs> can make scared. it happen, you know, right. Because I know, you know that one guy, I don't, I'm not sure if you saw it, but he's, well, I don't know if it, I don't know if it was at every stadium actually, it may have been. I gotta do more research on it, but please correct me if I'm wrong. I think he may have been at every stadium and been on the jumbotron at every stadium, or or no, 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 no. I'm saying it wrong. So I think for just 31 days straight, he made sure to be on. That sounds the jumbotron. right. I that sounds remember. right. Can't remember. I gotta gotta check it out again, but. Anyways, so yeah, you're- it was
1: thirty-one straight days he was on a jumbotron at a professional game. I'm pretty sure you're right. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I remember saying seeing that.
0: Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, my, that's incredible.
1: Uh, I had some friends that went to. They followed the Brewers around on a road trip, and they went to like uh, Cincinnati and Pittsburgh, and um, gosh, where else did they go? Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, and they went. They went to one more, one more stadium. But I don't care, maybe it was Philadelphia. But uh, yeah, they followed the Brewers around for like ten days, and they went to a game at, almost every day. That's so awesome. yeah, that's that's, that's really, really cool. cool. That, I I think that would be just
0: that would be amazing, uh, at least for me. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, know, yeah, I mean, you're that's yeah. a, that's an awesome thing on the, that's an awesome thing to have on a bucket list. I feel like more people. Would Love to do that as opposed to just just go driving,
1: <laughs> yeah. But I'm sure there's national parks you'd stop at on the way. Well, yeah, and, I mean, it's not like yeah. you're just gonna drive,
0: to right, Drive till my nose bleeds and then I'm gonna stop for <laughs> a <little> while, <laughs> right? Absolutely, <laughs> but uh, no, nah, man, we got to make sure we get those done. I mean, I mean, heck, yeah. I mean, we could put both of those together and do them. That
1: would be that would be pretty cool, uh, you know, at least doing like you know, five different cities or something. That'd be pretty cool. Right. Um, another thing that's on my bucket list is going to Japan for two weeks at least. Where at? Um I think it would be really cool to do Tokyo for a little while and then like mm-hmm. go to Osaka or right. um, maybe more of a rural city. Um why Japan though? Like what I don't I just what's, what's I really what's, enjoy their culture you do like anime a lot Um, not just that but like even japanese movies japanese cinema Mm -hmm. i really enjoy uh watching watching that about their culture and um i I really have a lot of respect for how they go about life like i think they Mm -hmm. i think just like anything they have their flaws but i think they have a lot of strengths too uh just how a lot of them uh, a lot of their culture is built around the greater good. Right. I, I really, I have a high respect for that. And
0: yeah, man, they That's give like the, respect
1: uh, yeah. just as much as they
0: expect it back or more. Mm-hmm. It's like the, it's like the Asian culture, man, the Asian culture. Cause I felt the same way about, I've always wanted to go to China just because I've just loved, I may have, you know, fallen in love with that, because of Mulan, um, I think in oh, sure. China. But I just love the culture. I love the. I, I'm pretty much echoing what you're saying. The honor, the you know, my family last name. Um, you know, it's bigger than myself. It's yeah, their yeah, last that's, that's, name comes first in their name because yeah,
1: <laughs> that is more important than their first name. Not necessarily, exactly. but something kind of like that, right? Like yeah, they're when they they're honoring their family first and then themselves is mm-hmm, more mm-hmm. what I mean. So right. yeah, I mean that just uh you know it's kinda like kind of cliche, but why I kind of am drawn to Captain America as like uh, you know, a comic book hero or superhero because it's about the greater good and everybody around him more than it is himself. Right. I've always been drawn to like the honor code kind of people uh,
0: i get it but uh you know i respect it of course but you know you know i gotta take a jab at you man i i can't stand captain america gosh are you kidding me he's so corny oh my god he's so you cannot on tell purpose, me he's not corny in yeah. the movies is yeah, uh, which but that's his uh, character uh, is corny I and get then when it. the
1: going gets tough, who's got the grit to be there?
0: Right. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, get it. He's you know he's a superhero. He better have the grit. But yeah, it, but it's, everybody it's...
1: else is laying down in pain. Who's the only <laughs> one standing up, walking forward?
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. I know he can he can take a beating, and he he knows he 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 can keep going. He can push through it. He does have the grit. I can do this all day. But my gosh, man! Out of all the Marvel characters, Captain America. I
1: enjoy his first movie more than most people enjoy uh, Iron Man. To be honest, I think his F- Captain America: The First Avenger is better than Iron Man.
0: I, I, Here's you a know, hot I take can't for you. disagree. I mean, I honestly can't. Cause I, I like Iron Man, but I don't. You know, I don't really love Iron Man. I mean, I'm a huge Wolverine fan. Honestly, okay. Logan, I think
1: the movie Logan, right? That's Wolverine's best movie. You'd say so, yes? You agree with that? I loved it absolutely. Yeah, I mean yep. it's a it's a f- it's a phenomenal movie. I yeah. really enjoyed it. Uh, absolutely. I think the Captain America two is better than Logan. Captain America
0: two was what is it Winter, so- Winter was that Soldier? Winter Soldier? Yep. 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 Here's the thing. I think Captain America is corny, but I did like the movies. So oh, okay, you know, I'll I'll leave it at that. So you like so the me, character he, in the me closet. saying he's me, me saying he's corny doesn't mean you know he am saying corny, that it's but a bad humor is corny. It's it's <laughs>
1: I'm a walking dad joke.
0: It's <laughs> hey, you said it. <laughs> you said it. That's well, true. I, it drives your sister crazy. I think you know. Out of all of the, out of all the Marvel characters, man.
1: (sighs) I've always rooted for the underdog hard.
0: He's not necessarily the underdog. What are you talking about? He's the very definition of an underdog. No, I'd say an underdog would be like Hawkeye. (laughs) I mean, okay, (laughs) true. (laughs) You know, I'd say it'd be someone like that or... I get it though. I mean, like I said, I can only respect it. I mean, there's just so many characters, and obviously, everyone has their favorite. But you know, I just, I just gravitated towards you know Logan, you know Wolverine. I just, I love the Walter story in search of a family. Yeah, absolutely, I just loved it. I loved it. I loved that idea. I loved what? the. Uh, and I think that's why I love it too. Is because I just love the. You know, like 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 like. Here we go create a parallel here you know one of my favorite movies of will smith obviously the number one is the pursuit of happiness but a lot of people forget about hancock i love the idea of a superhero being different than the corny captain america you know what i'm saying han hancock he was an alcoholic he didn't really give a crap he was Doing whatever he wanted to so do. So he's Tony totally Stark to in the first Iron Man, <laughs> pretty much. But you know, he's not really a superhero. He just creates an, a suit. You know, his brain, I would say, is a superhero. You know, has superpowers. How smart he is. But I guess what I'm saying is, with Hancock and with you know, with Wolverine, it's, it's these two loners just not caring and not. And I'm not saying that's necessarily how I would be, but I just love that take on it. As opposed to the corny, you know, guy with the American flag and the, oh my God, it's just so stereotypical. <laughs> it's like, but man, to each his own, huh? To each his own. I get it. What
1: was the first um, interpretation of Logan that turned you onto the character that made you like him so much? Like, yeah, was yeah, it the yeah, first question. live action X-Men movie? Was, was it Hugh Jackman or was it the cartoon
0: in the 90s or Nah, yeah, it's a good question. It wasn't the cartoons, although Ash and I watched those all the time. Um, and I don't know. I, was, I wasn't Plus. really much into I wasn't much into Marvel then. It was just another cartoon on on TV, but uh I I'd have to say Hugh Jackman, man. He 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 was a perfect fit. You know what you know when you find those actresses or actors who just are just a perfect fit. They personify
1: their character.
0: Yeah. And he just personified, you know, Logan's rage, I think, perfectly. And I and I I loved it. I loved it, man. So that's 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 my superhero. Did you did you like uh The
1: Wolverine? Like Wolverine's second standalone movie. Nobody likes the first one. But uh, the second one where he goes to Japan.
0: No, I didn't like that one. You didn't like that one. See, I like no, that I movie. Didn't. I thought it was good. I thought it was. I I, I, th- I thought it was decent, but I didn't like it. Um, okay. Um, I thought it was kind of just a, uh, hey, let's kind of put something together and just toss it out there and see what hmm. you know the critics and fans think. It uh, was actually I, you based
1: know. on a comic book storyline. It wasn't yeah. just like thrown together.
0: Right. So he was like super old in that one, right? I mean, we're talking, no, wasn't that one like years and years later because he was like, did he have, I'm trying to remember back to Logan was gray hair. He was more old. No, no,
1: no. Uh, the Wolverine was, uh, he was living out in the wilderness of, right. I don't know, like Montana or Wyoming or somewhere. And then this girl from Japan, found him to bring him to see her surrogate father who he saved back in world war two. I remember that. And she he's the one heart, who's super old. And then he would try to steal his spoilers yeah, for it. the Wolverine. Yeah. He tried I to tried to steal take his, his, power, or something, right? his power, his power with- so that he could live forever.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't, I watched it on an airplane. Um, I can't remember and you call yourself well, a think, fan? I think I was. I think it was coming back. It was in Denver when I was playing with the Broncos, and we were coming back from some game, and I was watching them. Hey, I can be a fan and not not like you know, <laughs> just, you know some of the stuff. You know, it's, you know, I had I'm fans that didn't like when I fumbled. You know, it's it's. <laughs> uh, but it's yeah. So that's that's my character. You know, you're Captain America. I'm Wolverine. I'm putting my money on Wolverine. I'll take that bet. I'll take it. There's no way Captain America would defeat Wolverine. Um, there's now, wh- do how, are we, how are we talking there's defeating little, here? There's literally nothing Captain America could do to him because, first off, Captain America is not going to kill him. Captain America doesn't kill right. anybody. Wolverine well, would just yes, decapitate he does. him. I mean, Captain America does not live by the
1: do not kill code. I know that's Superman, but no, that's not Superman, DC. that's Batman. Superman, Superman doesn't kill any people either. Yes, he does.
0: I mean, he did in the movie.
1: No, but... But I mean... So he... Nowhere in the comic books has there been the code that he will not kill anybody. Mm, that's okay. Batman. That's okay. Batman's code. So, like, they stole it for the Man of Steel. And that's why the end of Man of Steel annoyed so many we Superman broke the fans. Neck. Was because... um you know, Superman doesn't have that code that I will, I refuse to kill people because it'll bring me down to that level. Like Superman's going to do the best. Uh, <laughs> it's so true that the, now that you're saying that the best what? way to, you know, the best thing to do the best save the most people.
0: He's going to do whatever right. it takes to save the most people. So, but, it. but, but that he contradicts himself though. I, it, 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 it's, I don't understand why, yeah, now you're saying that, why he, it was such a big deal for him not to break, you know, that dude's neck in Man of Steel or, or it was in Man of Steel, right?
1: Yeah, it was Man of Steel. When,
0: yeah, why it was such a big deal, but, you know, in, in Batman vs. Superman or whatever, you're literally just lasering through city buildings, skyscrapers that are well, that are falling, and I'm, obviously I'm sure people are, you're not too that worried was about in, that.
1: That was in Man of Steel, too. Um, at least in Batman versus Superman, it was in the part where they had already destroyed and they were rebuilding, so nobody was actually inhabiting those buildings. Mm, right, right. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, let's not get into it. That's a topic for another time.
0: It uh, most definitely is. Yeah, <laughs> most definitely is. So let's go back real quick before we go ahead and end this bad boy, the whole Captain America versus Wolverine. I kind of feel like we should ha- toss this question up for, uh, for our fans to maybe throw, provide throw us a survey some answers, out there. man. Yeah, the listeners to kind of check this out. Here's what I'm going to say. Wolverine's
1: taken. Wolverine's going to th- win that survey. Boom. Thank you. It doesn't mean it's true. Doesn't mean it's fact. But <laughs> uh, that Wolverine's Wolverine. going to win that survey. He's going to win it like 70-30. I would be surprised if it's that
0: close. Because Wolverine's Wolverine's a savage, and technically he really doesn't have, you know, he can obviously heal, you know, he can rejuvenate, whatever, and he's, you know, technically indestructible, kind of, I mean, you can cut his head off and he's dead, but, you know, I don't want to get too, you know, gory-ish here, what have you, but um, I feel like he's not, you know, he's not a Wonder Woman or a Superman, but it's just his rage, You know, not at the level of a Hulk, but it's his adrenaline, his his rage, his his instincts of an animal are just just awesome. He's a good character. I know
1: he he is. I've I've enjoyed most of his outings, most of his
0: movies. So
1: I tell you what, I didn't like Captain America. His character,
0: true. I liked the only time I really, 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 really enjoyed Captain America is when he was fighting Iron Man. That. Did you? You didn't enjoy when
1: he was fighting Thanos.
0: I did like that. Okay, I did when he. I did. And spoilers I did like for
1: Avengers Endgame. <laughs> when he gets that Han- Mjolnir. Mjolnir right. comes to him.
0: Come on. Yeah. Come yeah, that was a, that was an iconic on. moment. That was an iconic moment. Then he. Did you, did you and see and, that
1: tweet going around? Mm-mm. Uh. People were like, "Okay, so cinemas aren't open right now, so uh I'm going to bring." You know, watch this clip of when Mjolnir goes to Captain America for the first time, and everybody sees it, and like, dude, I got goosebumps as yeah, soon as it went to his enough. hand. Oh my goodness! Yeah, it
0: was. was uh, worthy enough. So cool. So cool. So you're right. I mean, I liked that. You know, I, no, Excuse me. I loved that. I loved when he fought Thanos. Uh, <clears throat> um, but I also liked, obviously, when he fought Iron Man and when he fought. Bucky at first, uh, and you know, in Infinity yeah, War, one. when he comes back from his exile
1: and saves uh, Vision mm-hmm. in London, dude, he was—he was, oh, he yeah, was a right. badass.
0: When he shows up with he the is, beard, he, dude, he is. I can't lie. Okay, so but just Logan just? Logan's just got that. Grit. It's 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 you know it's He's it's got that high you know, motor. I'll give Captain America grit too, but Logan's got that. Trying to use that all the white UFC, cliches. That you that UFC blood thirst to him that Captain America is just not all about. <laughs> you okay. know, Logan Logan's okay. got a few screws missing. Yeah. Man. No, no, for sure. <laughs> for sure.
1: So uh, sweet man. But going back to uh you know, using this to kind of transition, we both Had a TV show from our last episode that we regret leaving off that I want to go back to. So, mine that I regret leaving off is Community. Community is (laughs) amazing. I love that show so much. I'm watching it again and I just can't stop.
0: Dude, my younger sister mm. literally sent me pictures of her watching that show today. I think it was this morning or yesterday. She said, have you seen this show? uh she was like, it's funny, kind of like The Office, but not really. It's, it's called Community. I literally texted her back and I said, dude, RJ and Ashley have been trying to get us to watch this show for
1: years. Yep. That was <laughs> the first show that we watched together when we started dating. <laughs> I and it was watch it. episode, it was season two and it was the Dungeons and Dragons episode that got me into it. And oh man, that that show is just beautiful. Six seasons in a movie. Let's do it
0: i gotta watch it i gotta watch it well mine oh no go ahead i'll let you finish up no go ahead oh i was gonna let you keep going about community if you wanted mine is uh way different um you know it's not really Ah, uh, there's some comedy of course but it's more more serious uh i think it kind of you know goes with you know our whole sobriety thing our whole alcoholism type thing uh you know, being recovering alcoholics as you say but it's uh shameless man shameless oh i can't um, believe you forgot that one now that you're i cannot believe i forgot it either i've watched it now three times front to end three times and it's i cannot believe i forgot it i'm kind of disgusted to myself because i you know obviously there's a there's a lot more you know there's way more movies out there and tv shows that also do a good job of portraying alcoholism and you know how it generational um you know how it can affect you know your generations and you know xyz but it's uh it's such an awesome show man uh with character development obviously just like i said the betrayal of alcoholism um just their stories the the characters the i mean it's 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 a beautiful it's a beautiful uh show beautiful show Definitely, I know so, you and your sister are obsessed with that
1: show. So yeah, and yeah, like another show you're talking about portraying the sobriety and the demons of alcoholism. Mm-hmm. Rescue Me is a good one that does a good job of portraying that. that too. I don't know how it holds up. I remember watching it back in the day though, and mm-hmm. really appreciating that about it.
0: I gotta check it out. So I check it out. Yeah, those Especially are during these times.
1: There, there's some. Shows for you guys that uh, we left off, and I would put Community on above. Uh, That's probably my number one show. It's probably my number one show. Yeah, that show is amazing. I'll have to watch
0: it now. Then, if you're gonna put it above
1: everything else, yeah. I mean, you know, different different shows for different ways of how I'm feeling, but I can always watch some Community, especially the Golden Ages of Community. So
0: respect Uh, that
1: before before we end the podcast here i you know sent out asking people for questions uh and we got one here from uh uh on twitter from uh devin shaheen or uh wait there's an l in there uh (laughs) delavan sheen sheenan sheenan yeah they'll they'll, Uh, they'll know who we're speaking to Is it true Mm -hmm. that RJ is the third best softball player in his family? Oh, um, I just, I want to go on record here and, uh, let everybody know that that is not true. I am the fifth (laughs) best softball player in my family. So my, uh, I would say number four is my dad who, uh, you know, he was, he, he always ran our teams and, uh, Grown up and that was the big thing friday nights go to the softball park everybody in town was there uh they always had a full league they always had a waiting list and we just run around the ballpark playing uh on the outside all night and it was a big deal when i heard roger Zimmerman up to bat because i had to watch my dad hit and mm-hmm. my dad uh he was he's was usually first baseman but he'd play some outfield too but he would be able to hit the ball wherever he wanted. And always, he was basically a base hit, base hit machine. Um, I'd put my sister next only because she never fully lived up to her potential. Uh, my sister had honestly the third best arm in the family, but that's not saying a lot. Like we can all throw really good, except for my dad who that's why he plays first base. But, uh, my sister had a freaking rocket. She had the best arm in the school. Um, you know, when, when she was going through, I don't think there was anybody in her grade, uh, man or woman who could throw harder than her. Uh, she was a really good third baseman. Um, yeah, it's, and then she could also, you know, she could hit pretty decent. So my mom would be number two and, she was a freak athlete before she had kids. So she actually only played softball for one year in high school and she was so good. Uh, She got all county and then she got uh, picked up by a college team to play softball in college. Unreal. And then she tore her ACL her first year of college.
0: Uh,
1: But uh, yeah, my mom had a lot of power. Like, before they came out with like these Mike and bats and, you know, we we're still using aluminum bats that had pop, but they, you know, you had to be a good hitter to hit home runs. Uh, my mom would hit it to the fence all the time. And, uh, she, you know, she played outfield, she played third base, she played wherever they needed her. She's always able to fill in wherever, wherever she was needed. Um, and then number one, which I hope he never listens to this cause his ego can't get any any bigger is my brother. Uh you know, Isn't I don't, that good. I don't know, I don't know if he ever lived up to his full potential either, but defensively at third base, and I'm talking baseball, softball, anything, I've only seen maybe five people better than him defensively. Period. On this planet at third base. He's a really good shortstop. He's got a cannon for an arm. Uh, once in a while it has a little bit of tail to it. So he'll throw it away a little bit. But mm. if he practiced as often as uh, he would be able to. I I know he would be just an unbelievable third baseman. I mean some of the plays I've seen him make. I'm like and it's tough to impress me. And uh, my jaw was dropped. Um, one time, I
0: don't know
1: I one time he well, so for softball, I mean, our team, what what would we give up on defense? Would you say like ten runs a game? Right. The one game he subbed for us and he played short, we only gave up three runs. Jeez, that's how good he is. He just he gets out. He gets double plays. You know, not only is it routine, but he makes some plays that other people just can't make. And it's his arm too. He's gonna throw you out. Yeah, it don't. It doesn't matter how fast you are. You hit a grounder to him. You're out.
0: That's pretty. So, important.
1: and then you know, I played center field. Uh, I would say my arm. So here's the family. The family fight. My brothers and my arm up against each other before I hurt my arm. When I was 22, I had tendonitis throughout my entire right arm. I couldn't reach back and wipe my butt with my right arm. I, it was so bad. <laughs> Ever since then, my arm hasn't been the same. But I could throw a ball from the fence in center field, four hundred feet to home, no bounces, on a rope. Um, or well, three hundred fifty feet. So okay, I embellished that a little bit. But
0: yeah, you did. Yeah, I was gonna I, let it go, but I but. Uh, no, it was, was three
1: hundred fifty <laughs> feet on a rope. I did it before. I know I could do it. Um, yeah, so that's that's the story of my family softball, and uh, I would gladly put myself at number five there. And there uh, ch- just to clear it up, that uh, that question was from Devlin Sheehan. And uh, yeah, I know how to pronounce your name, but because you came with a silly question, I wanted to <laughs> I wanted to go silly with your name because I knew you, you'd get a chuckle out of it. We each no, other on Twitter. Nice. He's he went to high school with my uh, brother, so oh, okay. <laughs> he's a I really nice
0: you. guy. He's a lawyer out in Minnesota. He's awesome. So, uh-huh. well, we may need a lawyer with this with this podcast because you know we're going to start revving it up here in the next few episodes. Start insulting some people. Start no, hot no, I'm, takes, no hot, I'm not hot, <laughs> hot, hot hot
1: hot takes. Get to that. Uh... <laughs> Get to that Mount Rushmore Wisconsin running
0: back takes. Yeah, that's a that's another episode. That's another episode. Although ESPN did just come out with the top ten, top ten RBU schools, and uh, Wisconsin number two, and I was you know technically third on the list, which I don't mind. I don't mind. I can I can sleep well at night knowing that you know Melvin and Ron are the two running backs ahead of me. I'm okay with that. Two phenomenal running backs and just to be mentioned is an honor. So I'm good. I'm good. You're still number one though. I most definitely am. But uh, <laughs> but hey, but hey, I'm 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 biased. <laughs> uh awesome, yeah. Man. Yeah.
1: So uh, thank you everybody for listening. Um, you can find us at at untapped keg on Twitter, untapped keg on Facebook, untappedkeg.com soundcloud spotify itunes please subscribe please leave a review on itunes we're on stitcher as well if you could leave a review there we'd appreciate it
0: uh where can they find you monts yes 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 y'all can find me twitter is at monte ball 28 um instagram monte ball facebook monte ball jr um and obviously yeah messages uh messages uh rj where can they find you uh, I'm at it's trickster on Twitter. The
1: one in trickster is, well, the I in trickster is a one. I will get that right. One of these shows. Um, yeah, please ask us any question. We'd, we'd love to talk about it, whether it's silly, whether it's, uh, something fun. Uh, you don't like our taste in something. Uh, <laughs> you know, if you want some serious, you know, we'll go down. I think we've shown, especially on this episode, we're willing to talk about, uh, you know, anything, anything that can help you, uh, us out. You know, we, we want people to understand that, um, you're not alone. You're not alone. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be there for you if you need us. So.
0: Absolutely. Thank you guys for listening.